0: Welcome to my podcast. I'm the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. You are complicated. Everything seems to have been figured out except how to live a happy life guided by wisdom and reason. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Who am I before I was told who I am? Why haven't I found myself yet? Why do I have regrets? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, we've been told how to behave, how to fit in and how to fulfill other people's expectations. We grow to fear that we will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others. If we think for ourselves, and question the rules and roles that we've been told define us. Only when wisdom and reason removes this illusion can we live authentically in the world around us and become our real selves. Episode number 12. Why is doubt greater than certainty? Why is doubt better than certainty? Because certainties always end in doubts, but doubts always end in certainties. Let's hang a question mark on six certainties you have long taken for granted. First, almost from the moment of birth, you were told not to think for yourself but to be a rule follower and role player. You were not born human. You became human as the structures of society became the structures of your consciousness. As society's roles and rules begin to dictate what you see and what you unsee. You become human at the moment you escape from freedom. Maximum community with minimum individuality is how we choose to live. Freedom is a risk. Order is a sure thing. I don't know whether God exists, but if He does, then I'm pretty sure God prefers freedom with the risk of disorder rather than control without freedom. Second, the Bible is a book. It's an interesting book. It's a popular book, but it's not the only book, and it's not an instruction book. The Bible consists of 66 different books written by 40 different authors living on three different continents over a period of 1,400 years. The first book of the Bible was written 3,400 years ago. The Bible wasn't even assembled into a single document until 1,600 years ago. Not one of its authors was a divine being. There is not one idea or one sentence in the Bible that could not have been figured out and written down by an ancient human being living thousands of years ago. Way back then, not knowing made the made-up stuff in the Bible feel more true. But now we know that the Bible is more or less a failed science book. The truth is hard to find. You can't just ask someone for it. For questions to be answered, Answers must be questioned. Science gives us questions we can't answer for the moment. The Bible gives us answers we can't question forever. Ancient books written by ancient men living in ancient cultures should not govern contemporary life. Third, true love. The kind of love that Hollywood dictates, we must aspire to and pursue tirelessly until we possess it or until we give up and perish, miserable and alone. True love does not really exist. It is as unreal as who you think you are or how you imagine Australia. You can only know real love when you stop looking and stop trying to possess it. That's because you can't find something that's not lost. You already have it. You just don't know it. It's right in front of you, hidden by familiarity. Love is not a carrot at the end of a stick. You always had the carrot, Now throw away the stick. Fourth, no matter how much hard attention and hard work you sacrifice to your ambitions, no matter how much you struggle and suffer for your grand schemes and grand accomplishments, no matter how just your deeds and no matter how selfless your goals, no matter how tirelessly and successfully you pursue and realize your dreams, no matter how much your neighbors applaud you and fill the world with monuments and perpetual stones in your name, you will not be remembered. In his lifetime, Elvis had the most recognizable, the most famous name in the world. But how many people will remember Elvis 500 years from now? How many people can you name from the 16th century? Time is not just. It's a merciless judge that damns both the guilty and the innocent, both the famous and the anonymous, to the same fate. It has no compassion for any person who has ever lived, loved, and been loved. But time liberates you from constant striving, grasping, and craving. You and I will not be remembered. Fifth, many people claim to believe in a divine being, a God, any one of the thousands of gods that populate the human imagination. But they do not really believe in this or that God. No, they believe in believing in God. Belief in belief in God feels like belief in God, but it's not. It feels the same, especially if you're told to believe in God and think you should. So many people claim to believe in God, even though they really don't. You clearly see this in their hypocrisy. They believe in believing because everyone is expected to believe in something, even if that something is nothing. It's quite common for human beings to mistake one feeling or one idea for another, so this shouldn't surprise you. Many people confuse experience with wisdom, humility with weakness, belief with knowledge. You confuse the voices you hear in your head with the ego or the self. Belief in belief is not belief. It is hypocrisy. And sixth, so does life have a purpose? Nature is purposeless. Flowers bloom without purpose. Leopold bloom without purpose. Trees grow to the sun without purpose. The universe expands without purpose. Apple trees grow apples without purpose. The third planet from the sun grows people without purpose. The earth is a blooming, buzzing confusion without purpose purposelessness is the purpose of life the purpose of life is being simply being nature requires no justification for living so why do you we are born knowing only life that is all we know but all we need to know The truth always has been right in front of your eyes. What is life's purpose? Google doesn't have the answer because not every question deserves an answer. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, The Laughing Philosopher. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I've devoted my professional life to the intersection of sociology and philosophy, where the contemporary problems of life meet the ideas and convictions of the greatest human minds. Join me by subscribing to The Laughing Philosopher as we use reason and wisdom to explore big answers to the most important of all big questions. How to live.